Hey, everybody. Hi. We're back. What's happening? We are back for another another rad show, Squeezer. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, some relatively spring weather. It's spring is is here. And, it, and it's... since it's been spring, it's it's been uh, not bad, I have to say. Yeah. No, I'm there's no snow it's actually gone this is i'm i'm happy to at that point i've i'm coming to the point i said because i can move my snowblower out of the garage right am i, move, I safe to do that yeah i move mine to the basement oh. uh, i i can't move mine to the basement <laughs> i have a battery operated one yeah i have oh so you don't have to go and winterize yours no you don't have to drain the gas and then put a stabilizer in, change the oil on it. No, no, I saw the bearings and nope. And since uh, since my batteries are also the same ones my lawnmower uses, they don't go bad just sitting all uh, summer. Oh, yeah. Well, look at you, Mister Fancy. I'm from the future. <laughs> Battery powered appliances. It's a uh, well, they sucked for the longest time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why either, because like, like the, we had those good type of batteries for our cameras for years, you know. Yeah. Like, well, oh, they're also expensive. Really expensive. Yeah, it was the price that that when now they got down in price, they're yeah. available to consumers. Wow. So why are ours still so goddamn expensive? They're really not. They're about the same price. About three hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, your lawnmower batteries cost three hundred bucks. Uh, depends on the amp hours you get. Like you could buy. Uh, I have my biggest ones. Uh, I think a five amp hour, but you can buy a seven amp hour. That's about three hundred dollars. Yeah. I have two. Uh, five I'll amp change the oil. What's that? I'll change my oil. Change too your cheap oil. for that. Yeah, but you, you can, I. My I don't have uh, a big garage, uh, so my garage doesn't smell like what's that two cycle or whatever the fuck you put in those things. Yeah. Oh god, I love that smell. Um. And you know, then I have some batteries to toss into the ocean next time I go to the beach. I was just gonna say, yeah, it's you can help. How else are they gonna help power that floating island of plastic? Right. Right. That was just for you, bud. I'm filling up my three beers and my movie tavern tankard. That's three Sam Summer Ales. Oof. That would put me to sleep right about now. Three Sam Summer Ales will put you to sleep? Yeah. What are you, ti- are you a tired boy? No, it's those weedy ones. I can't I can't do that. This isn't too weedy. I, I, I can't drink Blue Moon. It, it, it makes me... Oh, I can't do Blue Moon anymore. At all. It, I, I, get, I get congested. Can you people believe it? I get even more nasally. You know, uh, from this. Uh, <laughs> you're a sweet boy. They, uh, they, uh, I thought you drank summer ale. If it's there. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not a snob. You can put a 
Natty Ice in front of me, and I'll drink it. You were drinking a... during Music Fest those. So if you you buy a twelve pack of Heineken cans, it comes with two or three free Heineken zero point zeros. They're running a promotion over the summer, and we are drinking a lot during Music Fest. The whole crew, as as Iraq pointed out to me, that they call it. Uh, I guess the entourage crew calls it um, grippuccinos when you when you fill a coffee cup up with a beer. I didn't know it had a name. Yeah. Or, you know, you just blatantly carry around the beer <laughs> or have it in the music vest mug. Yes. If you well, that's what they're designed for. If you look at our crew photo, that's my favorite part because at the end, like half, of, maybe a quarter of us have music vest mugs holding up that are filled with beer. The rest are just blatantly holding beer cans or, you know, budget right it was there the rules were suspended for rules sorry i was taking my pails what rules i don't know i technically on the boss so i have to make rules and i never made any rules and i had a, a allegedly had a plastic cup full of alleged beer oh i that's the magic word allegedly allegedly uh, what did you think of uh, John Walker finally losing his shit? Proving oh, that was not that was good, that last shot. Uh, oh, I knew you were gonna lose your your pant load oh, over that. I lost it. That the, was the, so gloriously gruesome. Ground shot up of his fucking bloody shield and oh, uh, just and oh, it was brutal. Like it was perfectly done. Like that that that. Uh, Tarantino off-camera violence that made it feel even more mm-hmm, ruthless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, not that they could show that on Disney Plus if they no, wanted to. No, but it was really. I prefer that. Really well done. My, I do too. Yeah. Uh, it it was also really telling how, in Civil War, Zemo caused Tony to to do that to Bucky, and when Captain thought he killed Bucky, he lifted his his. Shield up, and he it came, the thought crossed his mind. Just and, and mm-hmm. they mimicked the shot like shot for shot, and he wound up putting his shield down. He didn't do it because he he could tell the difference between right and wrong. I I'm on John Walker's side. Kill the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is why I he just they do such a great job of making him so unlikable. They do it in the comic books too. You cannot like yeah. John Walker. It's U.S. Impossible. agent and, and, is a fucking smug and, prick. Yeah, and and no offense to uh, who's the actor that plays him. Oh, uh, Wyatt Kurt, Russell. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, Kurt I feel Russell's sad because just visually him in with the helmet on. Yeah, he looks like a douchebag. Looks so douchey, like a fat little kid. It, it, it's perfect. They make him look like a fat little kid dressed up as Captain America. Even though you know, like they they could make that helmet in a way that he could look good in it, but you know they purposely made him look like a douchebag. It's, I, I I'm loving it. It's great. Um, did you see see uh, Game of Thrones season eight is trending on Twitter? Uh, really? The Game of Thrones account uh, tweeted, "Winter is coming." Uh, I guess the time with the 10th anniversary of the debut. Uh, yeah, I did read that, that it's been 10 years since it debuted. I'm well, apparently fans took that winter's coming as a way to just uh. trash the show for season eight. 
Uh, someone wrote, ruined season by rushing it without character progression. All that for a chance to write Star Wars movies that was yanked because season eight was a disaster. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if if HBO wants me to watch Game of Thrones spinoff, I want to pers- I want a personal apology for season eight. Twelve point font, double space, no funny business on the margins. <laughs> uh, I think there's what two more, two spinoffs in the works. I have no idea. They gave Zack Snyder 70 million bucks to fix Justice League. Fix season eight. You could probably do it in three episodes. <laughs> well, yeah, they need just add three episodes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't like the like, show. The, the, so. the beauty of that show is if someone has to go somewhere, and it's what you absolutely hate, is if they're taking a rowboat, I want it to take as long as it's going to take to take a rowboat. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's not Star Trek. They don't get a teleporter. Trust me, they're doing the perfect setting for this. They're, it's going to become a stage play. Ooh, that's it, as long and drawn out and painful as it gets. Yeah, they're doing a Game of Thrones stage play. Also, he's apparently finishing the the books. Oh, yeah, I bet. It's any day now. I don't know. I guess, is that a thing? Like he's been yeah, saying they, he's been finishing never for a while. Be done. He has lots of other little projects that he likes to work on and can't blame the guy it's a long t- i couldn't imagine writing that in that world for that long i just want to do something else um yeah i guess I, and he worked on it for years before uh they even made a tv show out of it right it's oh, existed yeah, for a yeah, while no it's the big Pantload creeps been writing about incest forever now. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else what else is going on. Um, House of the Dead uh, and House of the Dead Two is coming out for the Switch. That's fun. I like those games. Ooh, fun the House of the Dead. The cutscenes are just so awful. It's great. What did you I say you were I... doing in here? <laughs> I am. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was almost over the zombie thing, but I I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want to see uh, Army of the Dead. Oh yeah, everyone's for it. blowing. It, it, I it, didn't, but it looks ridiculous. They're blo- a lot of people are blowing Zack Snyder all of a sudden, like he's well, he's infallible. But Ben yeah. Affleck well, and uh, well, it, not Ben Affleck, but J- Justin Terrio. Or Jason, I have his name right. The guy he wrote, he wrote with Affleck on Argo Fuck Yourself, and Affleck brought him on to do Justice League. And apparently, he pointed out how the studio is basically ran by Wall Street, and that when they he goes, and this is why Batman v Superman sucked. He's like, when they cut stuff, they're not going to cut like the big expensive fight sequences they're going to cut the exposition in the story because those don't cost money even if it all like they don't think the movie will make more money if it's a better movie but they're like oh no 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 we paid a lot of money for these fight scenes they're going in the movie mm-hmm. so that's that's why batman v superman sucked and that's why the shitty fight scene the, the swirling garbage scene is at the end of wonder woman probably <laughs> and this you know but you, on Sunday, uh, we just had TNT on while we were loafing on the couch. 
and Wonder Woman was on first, and then uh, Man of Steel came on, and that movie's just bad. It's not good. I'm not saying Henry Cavill isn't a good Superman. It's just not a good story. Like, why does his dad, like, I mean, not to dwell on a movie that's, I mean, I guess dwelling on a movie that old is part of the sh- what the show's all about, but like, <laughs> his his dad's basically lets lets him dies in the tornado because he doesn't want Clark to use his powers to to save him. Like that's fucking stupid. And, and then yeah, everyone they ha- everyone has to make it their own in some weird way. Put your mark on it, yeah. When yeah. when the the origin story of Superman's been done, just well, just like they did Spider Man and MCU, he's just mm-hmm. Spider Man already. And they find you you find him, you meet him in the universe as Spider Man. Like no be- Uncle Ben dying, no getting bit by the spider. Like none of that. Like yep. you meet him as Spider Man because yeah. we've seen the origin done to death. We all know. Don't need it. That's why. Hell, they didn't even. You you could have done it. Shit, thirty years ago. But like when X Men the animated series dropped, like that that it just they were the X Men. Right. It just started. Yeah. It was already established. It was a thing. There was a world already created. Go. Same with Batman. Like, how many times do we need to see his parents dying? And that's what they did with Batman in this universe. He's just there. He's in the universe. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't do that with Superman. I mean, fuck. Yeah, and it's like they they never even brought it up, though. You know, his mother's name. (laughs) Why did you say that word? That name. (laughs) The word. Martha. It's it's like somewhere there is a script supervisor. Like he said, "Why did you say that word?" Eh, eh, we're fine. We're fine. We're gonna get to the big fight, blow up shit stuff, dude. We're the, fine. The, the, they're they're the, gonna cut this anyway because it's just talking. We got garbage swirling in the sky. We gotta move on. We gotta get to that swirling garbage fight scene. And then they're like, "I got it. This is how we're gonna third act this movie." We're going to cram the death of Superman into the third act. <laughs> really? Shouldn't that be its own picture? No. Yeah. <laughs> you could die really quickly. If Superman, the strongest being in the planet, could easily die like that when Batman and Wonder Woman survive. Well, Batman has a gun now, so. That's true. Um, yeah. But why did they, like, they couldn't help themselves? Like, they didn't see that this is, that's a movie trilogy, like, in itself? The death, That's more money. The, at least two. The death and return of I, Superman. Yeah. Yeah. At least two. But they did it as a third and second act. Yeah. Kind of a, th- I guess you could kind of. I don't know where it winds up in the Snyder cut because it's six hours. But he kind of Superman doesn't show up to like the least the last hour and a half, right? Uh, four hours. It's four hours. So. Four. Yeah, because it's like two hours in before they're even like assembled. Right, uh, and then and then even after that, then he goes back, like he goes back to the farm. Yeah, but so it's I, not like Superman's back and then boom, right into the finale. No, no but that's that's Take them the doing Superman Returns and cramming it in as quick as they can. Mm-hmm. So they did the death and return of Superman, which could have been two movies, and two acts, which were the, th- the third act of two movies. So. I don't know. 
I could I could go on all day of why those movies and I I, I liked Jack Zack Snyder's Justice League so apparently is it is not him but I don't know I didn't see that nothing about this Army of Dead movie excites me too much. Nah, it's got Batista. Oh, it is does have it. Yeah, he's just all beefed out of his mind, and there's a lot of guns, and like the zombies are more uh, they're more along the lines of uh, Omega Man zombies, where hmm. they're like. Uh, coherent and like an organized society it seems that's fun not just mindless chasing things uh so i don't know i'm not gonna watch it most likely but uh <laughs> i'm just interested in anything coming out ghostbusters afterlife i i'm trying like hell to get my hands on the cereal uh any any as soon as the toys come out i'm gonna have to i'm gonna go broke bird dogging them uh i can't believe we have to wait till fucking november sony god damn it like I said, I'd rather wait a whole other year. I want that summer of Ghostbusters, you know? Yeah. Hell, we were going to make an entire month of shows out of it. Yeah, I know. I think we're going to still get the summer of Ghostbusters because the products are on their way out and they're not stopping. <laughs> That's true. You can't just... So, it's gonna it's all a big build-up that will lead to a movie instead of, like... I don't know. Instead of the other way around, I guess the movie and the, all the the stuff that accoutrement yeah. that goes with it. Uh, I guess. Do you see Ernie Hudson saw it? Yes, Jason. And Wright then the, and... Com- the the comments were the best. Everyone, the first thing everyone's posting is, "If there's a steady paycheck, I'll believe anything you say." <laughs> That's good. Yeah, there's some fun people out there. You guys are all right. Yeah, there's clever folk out there. Clever folk. And then and then there's us. Then there's us. Uh speaking of, there was a review left mm-hmm. that I I never read and Oh. For your sake. Uh oh. Is this gonna hurt my feelings? No, it just hurts mine. It's alright. Oh, okay. Go ahead. For your sake, I'll read it to the fans and for the for the listener, because I didn't read it on the show and they have a valid gripe about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's not the top one, but it was the most recent. Our, our friend. Oh, come on. Show off. Hi, Schmuffin. Speaking of pets. Oh, hi, Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuff. Did you hear that? My ears are, ah, uh, okay. Uh, from, B Cal B and I, I don't think I read this, but BK Leppert on March twenty first wrote gave us two stars and said, Please stop the impersonations. I really enjoy the topics and the hosts, but the one host's impressions are terrible. Impersonations are terrible. Each time he goes into his Vince McMahon voice, which unfortunately is very often, I have to turn my volume down, but once he stops, I have to turn it back up. This continues throughout the episodes. I'll try to continue listening because it's fun. Listen for 90s kids, but please stop the loud impersonations. Otherwise, five stars. So, sorry, Squeezer. I'm holding us back from being a five-star show. Well, I mean, to be fair, in, in your defense, sir, this is an interactive show. Okay, it's just, it's like one of those games at one of those, uh, like, touch games at, like, the bar or something. Like, you, we, you are talking to us, and it's your way of telling us, shut the hell up. You have to turn it down. 
And it's like, what'd you say? You turn it back up. It's interactive. There's a physical <laughs> component to our show. Yeah, we make you work for it. Uh, I'm gonna speaking of interact. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, interact with Joe. He wants to know how I feel about network WWE Network on Peacock. It's awful. Uh, the only reason I have WWE Network is to watch the old superstars, and it's not on there. So come on, Peacock. Uh, what's up, Brewers Arcade and Ishmael? He said he said agreed about Man of Steel. Superman is about hope, and that was missing from the movie. And he asked, who's the one host? I'm confused. It's, it's gotta be. It's it gotta Turn be. It Turn it down. It's gotta be RK. <laughs> Get it? Like, since it's gotta be Kane. But me? Yeah, I, I got it. Oh, good God. It just, ah! just went down one star now. Yeah, I bet it was a Russian drill interview. <laughs> the, no, I'm pretty sure all the Russian trolls are the five star ones. It's a bunch of bots. I really enjoy that topic, but hosts are horrible. He does impression of Vincent McMahon and he is awful. Too loud for my Comrade 44 stereo. Please advise how I continue forward. <laughs> to be fair, everything we're talking about on this show is current events over there. They just got Rocco's Modern Life. So. Did they? Good for them. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, too bad he never heard my Tiger King. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> that was a long summer. <laughs> it wasn't even a long summer. It was like a long month in the spring. So much that there were three different movies pitched for it that they greenlit. Fuck Carol Baskin. Fuck Nicolas Cage playing me. I'm too goddamn handsome for that fucking jackass. Yeah, is he still attached to any of these projects, or I, I no, I, I think I think dead. they put them all in turnaround. Like Tiger King was white hot for fucking yeah. spring of twenty twenty, like white hot. You needed the you needed the lifetime movie that shit. You know, it had to happen then. It was too. Yeah. They it couldn't was very short sighted no, nobody to jump on that bandwagon. Well, nobody could go into production right away. And I, I don't even know I, I think COVID will ultimately save them because I don't know if anybody would have been interested. Let's say they did go into production right away. Oh, yeah. The amount of money they would have spent getting that and because it still would be in production now. Yeah, there's there's a chance that the the not effect heavy movie could have been finished and ready by now. By now, but I mean, it was dead in the water by July. Right, I know that, <laughs> but I'm saying that COVID kind of saved them from not making them because yeah. they would have went in the production and then they would have been done. Like no one cares about Tiger King anymore. Yeah, we were like Tiger King's like, I need out of fucking prison, Donald. Come on, give me a fucking goddamn pardon. And we're like, mm -hmm, don't really care if he's pardoned or not. It's not like there's gonna be another tiger. It's it's not like he's gonna be allowed to fucking feel like run his tiger kingdom anymore <laughs> like tiger king's dead you won't have the po without the power to convince meth heads to be his husband like who <laughs> who even is tiger king uh fuck there you, are tiger don't fucking growl at me i'll fucking kill you i'll fucking shoot you dead right here that's the kind of power tiger king wield he convinced a man, he was a gay because he liked porn with the big dicks in it. 
And he well, not convincing me he was gay. He convinced him to marry him. <laughs> I'll take care of you. <laughs> he would have convinced Forrest Gump to be his husband completely. I might not be a smart man, but I know what love is. Fuck you, Forrest. You don't know shit. <laughs> oh, look what you did. <laughs> this is all that guy's fault, the reviewer. Joe. That's not it's technically not Joe's fault. <laughs> all right. It's the Joe re- gets a pass. It's the reviewer's fault. The Russian bot. I didn't say a word about the Forrest Gump. Or is that Tiger King? Here in our country, we call him Tiger Warlord. Tiger Premier. <laughs> oh, we could have done that for the pet show. Tiger King? Yeah, it's fitting. Because it feels like it's 20 years old? It does feel like it's 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about what we're talking about tonight. Because we kind of pulled this... We ran out of episode ideas last week. Well, I didn't say I wouldn't say we ran out. It's just our schedule. Our came spring to an schedule. End. Our spring schedule ended. Yes. And you pit, and we were busy too. And you pitched. Um. Why don't we do a pet show? And I was just like, Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a. You know, there was some inspiration behind it. Uh, pulled the old switcheroo, the old beta fish, because um, uh, yeah, the the first one didn't only made it like a month. Ooh, I and, thought those are supposed uh, to last that, longer. What's that? I thought those are supposed to last longer. Beta they fish. are. I, I think something was wrong with this one. Its head got all weird shaped, and it was like, I don't know. I don't know if it was like, I don't know what was going on, but it started to decompose while it was still alive. Ew. Um. Yeah, fish cancer. Nothing like nothing like necrosis in a fish to you yeah. know. So I I did the old switcheroo because not that I don't want to have that death conversation with my daughter yet. She's kind of had that before because she's a little drama queen actress and she knows that people get uncomfortable when you bring it up. So she'll purposely just start asking about it just to you know see your reaction. Like out of nowhere, she'll just like look at me. She's like. Are you sad your dad is dead? Like, yeah, yeah, I am, honey. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you I, jerk. I, for, I forgot for a second. Um, and uh, so I really just didn't want to deal with it. Uh, call that the cop out. But uh, so we did the old switcheroo, and then it was still kind of alive, just really weird. So I took it back to my office, and it sat there in fish hospice for a couple days until I could, you know. Give you give him the old flusheroo. Official. So you're doing a lot of a ruse, but official cause of death, death by hoagie smell. Hey, Scooter's office smells like an Italian hoagie, and not in a good way. Yeah, I mean, I, and it's not mine. It was like that when I moved in, and you'd think that'd be a good thing, <laughs> but. And, and But, like, the Italian vinegar hoagie kind of smell. What I would really wish it smelled like is, like, a fundraiser hoagie smell. You know, where, like, the cheese and the onions kind of just meld together. And and the top, uh, the bottom of the bread is kind of crusty and the top is soggy. Right. From the tomatoes, like, melting into it. Oh, God, I could go for one of those. Just covered in saran wrap. Right. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's what that's what got me thinking about it. I'm like, oh, well, Petro. Did you watch Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah. There was an episode where they told Dewey if he can keep a goldfish alive for a month, they'll get him a dog, knowing that he couldn't. And every day he'd come out with the goldfish in the bowl and like, look who's still alive, and like dance around the kitchen. And finally, they like went and killed it and like let it let it die or swapped it out for a dead fish. That's what they did. They swapped it out for a dead fish. And then Dewey came out the next morning and the fish was alive. And I'm like, that little bastard's been switching them out on us. <laughs> it's the opposite switcheroo there, Squeezer. It's what's good like for it. the goose is good for the gander. That's what that's that, called. That, that show is way too clever for me at that age. It's, you know what a gander is, right? It, uh, it's a that's goose where has, I get those hoagies. It's a goose that's had his, uh, the old switcheroo pulled on him. It's actually a line from Seinfeld. Oh, of course. Took it all back. Yeah, there's also... Uh, well, you can't get those hoagies there anymore. You, that that might be why your office... His dad ran that place. That might be why your office stinks like them. Oh. I didn't know that. That yeah. makes sense. Well, it's, it's hmm. Goosey gander. Yeah, well, it's definitely not me because I wouldn't. It smells like there's like a hoagie got rubbed into the carpet, and I'm not about to do that. We call them uh, hoagies out here. I don't know if you're aware of that. Hoagies, sorry. Heroes, uh, subs, whatever the hell you are. Here they're hoagies. I don't know if Ish knows about that. Hoagies. That nomenclature. What the hell is a hoagie? Have you been watching Young Rock at all? Probably not. No. Last night was another episode based all in Bethlehem here in Leah Valley. And freedom, it was like mainly take face freedom. But he's he's in Philly eating a cheesesteak. The, the the show is bookmarked by Rock telling stories. He's running for president in 2032, and he's telling his life story. And he's at a cheesesteak uh, food truck, and the town's mad at him because he got he got the the breadless cheesesteak and ate it out of a bowl. And he and he wanted to rectify that. And then the, the background you see it says Italian hoagies on it. And I'm like, yeah, it's like greater philadelphia area thing if you don't and he's like i went to school not too far from me oh also uh my elementary school gets a a, a drop name drop his th- his girlfriend's sister goes to saint francis they name dropped it in the show i was like oh shit. Whoa. yeah so yeah there's a lot of and there's they're adding more and more cut scenes like really quick drone shots of bethlehem in it <laughs> As the show goes on, I know I don't know if it'll last because I think I'm the only person who watches and likes the show, <laughs> but I do, and it's not because it takes place here. I just think The Rock is awesome, and I like oh, he's it. awesome. I just uh, I, uh, and like I personally know Alpha, like, and he's a character in the show. Yeah. Hey, brother, when's the show coming? Man used to just walk in her office once a week, drop off a tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool. Guy doing Vince though, guy doing Macho Man is not that good either. I, I only saw I only saw the first one. Maybe when it's done, you tell me, and I'll I'll go through and I'll just watch all the local episodes. Oh yeah, it's not like a bad idea. Key to doing Macho Man is saying something you could say in like five words and ten words. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a clever way to put it, actually. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get into it. We're talking retro pets. Uh, who's the first victim this week? Oh, and this is a mishmash of... Yeah, so it's not only our, our pets. retro pets, but it's pets in pulp culture. It's anything to do with pets from the rat years, whether it be ours, yours, theirs. And then when you announced it and people started like posting things, like, and then I started feeling bad. Like, oh, I'm yeah. going to really let them down. Right now. I, I was saying that too. I'm like, man, guys, we go back uh, to the well. <laughs> you know, we, we don't broaden our horizons that much here, folks. I got the... Oh, yeah, I guess I go. Yeah, you definitely talked about some of your stuff already. Just one, I think. I'm obsessed with my, my last one. It, it, it pretty much is the foundation for my sense of humor. But Yeah, we're not talking about uh, Garfield. We'll get them all out of the way. We're yeah. not talking about... Although the, I thought about Odie for a the second. Taco Bell dog. We're not talking about Inspector Gadget's dog. We're not talking about... Elvis, Clarissa's pet alligator. Anthropomorphic dogs. We're not talking about Comet from Full House. We're not talking about Buck from Married to Children. Uh, All on the short list, mind you. We're not talking about Chucky. (laughs) Yeah, I think you just say that. I don't believe that this short list had all these on there. We're not talking about Porno for Pyro song pets. Well, I mean, it's not that hard. I just went through and I listed every animal that I remember from a sitcom. Mm. And then... Decided really not to pick. And well, I, I kind of picked one. It, it was a one off episode. He was only in it for a little bit. Yeah, Ish mentioned The Good Place is a, is a good show. Jacksonville, Florida. They, they make fun of Jacksonville a lot in The Good Place because the one character who's the funniest character in the show is a big Jaguars fan. I told Jake that. And the airport in Jacksonville is called the Macho Man Randy Savage International Airport. It's right. I got an airport named after me. I lived in Tampa, but they named it in Jacksonville. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do we decide who's going first? Uh, who went first last week? We kind of. Oh no! It was uh. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we can start from scratch here. Yeah. Hmm. Should I flip a Sam Adams bottle cap? There you go. Do you want the the the, bot, the cheers inside or the Sam Adams on top? Uh, Sam on top. Okay. Up, eh. oh, lost it. Got to do another one. Hmm. Oh, here we go. Sam on top. Really? Your I choice. thought that it wouldn't actually work that way at all. That's why I picked it so you could go first. But okay, I'll go first. No, it's your choice. You won. It's your choice. Oh. I'll go first. I I thought like the winner of it went first. Was... No, no, it's your choice. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to have to make a choice. That's well. You just said you'll go first. I'll go first. I'll <laughs> go first. Here's Squeezer's first pick. Meow 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 meow. Mix comes in two varieties, original and seafood middles. A medley of mackerel, tuna, and crunchy centers bursting with seafood flavor. Meow Mix. Tastes so good, cats ask for it by name. Meow. Mm, mackerel centers. Mmm. 
Oh, trust me. If it's like a humid day and I feed those monsters downstairs, that food smells like rotten shit. Uh, <laughs> like a galley. Like, a, a, like a, a bucket of fish heads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, eat your fish heads. Um, <laughs> is, is there any jingle? Uh, like, I, I was thinking, like, I was thinking of a, I wanted to add in a commercial here. So, um, I, I was, th- oh, sorry, Ish, we let you down again. Um, wow. I had them though. Should, I had seen one. Let's just can it. We'll go tomorrow and have yeah. picks that people want to hear. Listeners, really retro right pets too. No, go on. Tell your story. Hey, if you're listening to this show and you want to hear talk about your favorite pet related subject, uh, just stop right now. Listen, Ish, there can be a retro pets two, three, and four. So yeah. everyone cool your jets. We had them on Squeezer shortlist. That means we're going to talk about them in the next show. Yeah, just, you know, 3030 was Brave Star's pet horse. So I got to bring that in. You know, that's got to be a pick. Um, I wanted a commercial. And I was thinking going with like the pets.com or one of those. But we've already done that. And so I went back and like, what's the catchiest, most memorable pet commercials that I could think of, and the Meow Mix commercial pretty much is it. I mean, it, you would just go through your day. Everyone knows the jingle. And there was articles I was reading where they're like, oh, yeah, we pulled it, and 38% of people know all the words to the, the Meow Mix jingle. Well, no shit, it's Meow. I know you could read my thoughts, boy. Meow, 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 meow. Yes. <laughs> um... And so, yeah, this commercial uh, was everywhere. There were a variety of them through the years. You can go on YouTube and get like watch every single one of them, and it is long. And when you think that each commercial is only 30 seconds, that adds up. Uh, it started running back in the, the 70s, I think 74. Jesus. They started running it, yeah. And then there are like, new ones constantly coming out. Uh, it was written by Shelley Palmer who this guy went on to have a bunch of patents for all this, uh, like, um, uh, what the hell is it? Like, interactive TV stuff, like, you could do with your remote. and uh, Like, they used it for, like, who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, and also uh, tracking data for basically getting rid of, like, for Nielsen systems, but a way to actually track what people are watching for marketing purposes, too. He's also the vice president of the national... <clears throat> Mm. Uh, Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. Oh, we're both yeah, members. So, yeah, yeah. So this guy, this guy's a big shot. We recently uh, just paid back up in the seventies so again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, he's like, oh, nice commercial. I wrote Meow Mix. Like, Fuck. Well, you're like talking uh, about this guy, and I never even heard of him. <laughs> 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 I'm sure you're. I, you know, if I like we pay our dues, listed, that's like, it. Yeah. If I if I listed the uh, the patent numbers or something like that that he's responsible for, like your dad and your brother, be like, oh yeah, that's you know, they'd probably know it right off the top of their head. And like I read the patents and I I work with some of this stuff and I have no idea what the hell I just read. Like I point cameras at things. I uh, um, I won't lie to you. I walk around when I, sometimes when I feed them, I go I do the Doctor Evil. I want chicken. I want liver. Meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. Mr. Bagglesworth. 
Come get yum yums. <laughs> See, it, it was immortalized in 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 film. Um, it was uh, composed by uh, uh, Tom McFall, who did every commercial, like all the Coke, Pepsi commercials that you know of, uh, like Kodak. Every, basically, every commercial that you heard, this guy like produced uh, the song to, and then. Uh, it was performed by. Do you know who sang it? In the seventies. Well, I I think so because I think she even continued to. Anyway, y- you don't have to worry about that. But it wasn't a cat. Oh. I hate the ru- I hate the rain on your parade. It wasn't sung by a cat. I was uh, gonna sign Schmuffin up. It was. Or... Uh, it was sung by Linda November, uh, who is oh. known for yeah. Um, but you, that was going to be my second guess. Songs. Yeah, that was your second guess. But you probably heard more of her songs than anyone else that you can think of. Uh, like the Coke and a Smile commercial. Uh, uh, I, I'd like to teach the world to sing. That's all like these She was either like primary shit. or a backup singer on okay. all of these. What else, though? Um, uh, have the, It Your Way. Have It Your Way? The, the Burger King commercial. Uh, the Chef Boyardee jingle. What's the Chef Boyardee? Uh, uh, boy, oh boy, it's Chef Boyardee. I don't even know or that one. However the, ho- however the hell it goes. And thank goodness for Chef Boyardee. Thank goodness for Chef Boyardee. Okay. Yeah. What about ba 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 I'm loving it. Did she do it? Let me look through my... I have her, uh, it's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's. Uh, you deserve a break today, and the uh, Big Mac song. Oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of a biggie. Yeah. But there, but here, here's one for you. Are you? Did you ever hear the song uh, "Knock Three Times"? Yeah. <laughs> or Candida. Oh, oh! I heard these songs a lot. Was yeah. she a writing partner of Tony Orlando, or is she a writing partner? She, she, uh, one of her. Thank God they remember. <laughs> she performed with Tony Orlando. Uh, oh, also, I think he also, shouts her out, doesn't he, in the show right. about who wrote it? This was written by a friend of mine. Oh, do you remember? Oh, I did uh, <laughs> in a span of three years. I did Tony or directed Tony Orlando's Christmas stage show twenty eight times. 28 times, people. Squeezer did it. How many of them did you do? Uh, not nearly as many as you did. Well, no one did as many as I did, but no. I know you did a handful. <laughs> I, I, I did quite I did quite a few. I know there was one day, like it was, it was a matinee. It was like a, a Q-tip show. And you, it, we, you and I left and just went to the bar afterwards, right? Yeah. Yep. That was actually kind of, that was fun. Yeah. I like doing them. I'm not going to lie. I had fun. Yeah. Those giant heads. And Tony was a hell of a hell of a guy. Yeah, one had teeth as big as me in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and then also uh one Those of the first Everly shows Brothers I ever did there. Uh she performed uh After the Lovin' with uh, Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh, another Engelbert Humperdinck, I always knew as a kid. He performed the song Lesbian Seagull on the Beavis and Butthead Do America soundtrack. Yes, that me. is how I. It's lesbian seagull. Like that's where I knew it from, and now I'm like a grown man. I'm supposed to work on this show. I'm like I can't. I'm thinking about two uh, 
He pulls these hankies out of his fucking (laughs) silk shirt and he just whips them to old ladies in the crowd. It's disgusting. And they fawn over it. Oh, my God. His manager smells like mothballs. He's like, are you going to be able to run this video on account? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot. On account. <laughs> I count. Oh, come on. From one to ten. And I get what he's used to dealing with. but Yeah, I get that. And and also, he's, you know, he's using a sundial. And, right. He was so yeah. amazed when I hit that. And like he said ten. I'm like, roll. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Look at me. I'm the fucking shit. Um, yeah, so Meow Mix Jingle was written by uh, like a powerhouse team that's responsible for, and and it makes sense because if something that catchy, it's not going to be written by some one-offs, and and it's not like they, these are professional jingle people. That's why, like they just, this is what these people do. They're creative masterminds when it comes to writing catchy thirty-second little songs, uh, and it's so good. That and it probably saved more lives uh, than any other song that I can think of, because this is one of those tracks that the CIA employed in torturing people hmm. to provide us with information uh, to protect America. So this song is this song. Uh, this should be our new national anthem because this this song's as America as apple pie. And uh, uh, fish-filled innards. Can you find somewhere? Did you find anywhere that said like where it is in pop culture? Like in pop culture? Yeah, I think I think it was in the office, but I can't remember when they're trying to write a song. She's like, "Oh, I see Mi- what you're saying." That's the Meow Mix song. But I don't. Maybe you're the office expert. But you watch it a lot too. Uh when when it's on, when the miss is on, I don't. I, I don't know if it was The Office or something. Well, that's the other thing. Like because there are no other lyrics, and it, it's just a, it's a very catchy tune. It, it's simple to also remix it to your choice. Googling with the rad years. I got it. It's stuck in my head now. Exactly. Where, no, not the song. Like, oh. What? It was in either a show or a movie where they're trying to write a song. She's like, that's the Meow Mix jingle. Ah. Now all I can think of is Homer singing it in his head. Yeah, well, well they're at the court case for the the Chowder. With thinking <laughs> Quimby's brother. Chowder. Chowder. It's Chowder. 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 It's Chowder. And... Um, if if Bart testifies, he proves he skipped school. So Skinner says, I know you could read my thoughts, boy. And then Homer's in the jury and he goes, I know you could read my thoughts, boy. Meow, 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 I didn't have this research either. I I know the details of episodes of Simpsons like that in a sick, sad way. Amongst other TV shows, Squeezer. <laughs> but I can't fucking remember what show they sang Meow Mix in. All right. Uh, my first uh, pick is something I've talked about before, but it's apropos to this topic. Wait till you see what the new pets do at the littlest pet shop. Put a 
play tag? You're it. Puppy loves chasing Kitty. Birdie flies all around. Want to see a great trick? And hamsters do the cutest tricks. <laughs> go, go, go! And bunnies love playing hide-and-seek. Carrots? Carrots are my favorite. With the littlest pets, we do for you. Wow! The fun things that they can do. And we're at the littlest pet shop. Pets on the move. Ride-and-slide hamsters, hop-and-hide bunnies, and garden tag pets each sold separately. Uh, littlest pet shop, the toy marketed to girls that this little boy wanted so badly. Oh, I actually did have some, but they were uh, they were so cool because like they didn't they 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 realized that they weren't girly enough, I guess, in their estimation, and went and swapped them to being like cutesy, fartsy, like just over the top girls' toys. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that just slather it in pastel, like make the eyes like basically the size of what their head should be, thus increasing the size of their heads, teensy little bodies, you know, that whole nonsense. Uh, but when they first came out, that is not what they were at all. They were presented as like, like you bought like a like from a pet shop, like a pet. And they came with miniaturized versions of everything you'd get with the pet, like the cage, or the carrying case, the water bottle, you know, the, the drop droplet water bottle, the food bowls. And it came with like a little bag of paper shavings for the hamsters and everything. Uh, I know it was adorable. There was the happy puppy, which was a Dalmatian. And he had a little carrier, an ID tag, a newspaper the food dish and a, a magnetized red brush that when you moved it on its stomach, it made its tail wag. Uh, there was the hurrying hamsters, which were two little hamsters in a clear container, had the ID tag, had the little droplet water bottle, the bag of paper litter, a clear pink wheel, and the curved hamster had a little weight in his belly. And when you placed uh, it in the, the hamster wheel, and the handles turn, the hamster would move as if it was running in the wheel. Now, I that's was, ingenious. Yeah, they were all pretty ingenious. It had a ticklish toucan. They used like uh, different like little things like this to make. So if you if you uh, tap the toucan's head, it'd flap her wings up. But she came with like a, a cage, an ID, a newspaper for the floor, and a food dish. There was a color change chameleon which was temperature sensitive with a pink container, an ID tag, water bottle, desert background, and it would change color with like wa hot water or something. Uh, the bashful bunny, which came with like a basket, a bunch of carrots, the bag of litter paper and everything. And if the you press the rabbit's tails, her ears would twitch. <laughs> Aww. Uh, the frisky kitty had a pink little cat carrier. And it had a magnetized ball of wool that it looked like it was playing, like magnetized to its face that it looked like it was playing with. So don't let the, don't let these anywhere near your TV. Not at the time, no, not a CRT. <laughs> um, there was a mice set that had three mice and they had like string tails. Two were magnetized and you there's like a little wand that you could have and go outside and they could make them run through a, the maze and everything. I think that's what my sister had, if I'm correct. Yeah, it came with like a terrarium, uh, magnetized cheese, water bottle, and food dish. There there was turtles and my sister had the turtles. They were pretty cool. They were green with blue shells and they had like little wheels under them. So the wand when you would roll it, it's like 
looked like it was four legs were moving. And the other one, when you'd roll it, its head would bob up and down. That's why I like. Look, people just write these off as just dumb little kids' toys, right? Yeah. But like, there's engineering that goes into this. Oh yeah. So like, even if you don't like them as they, you know, they're okay. They're not masters of the universe, but you got to appreciate like there's effort put into this. Yep. Then we're getting to my favorites. The gerbils were four gerbils, and it contained two yellow transparent plastic enclosures with connecting gerbil tubes, like pipes and an exercise oh, wheel. Oh, cool. And they were magnetized and had a little wand, so you could take it from the outside and have them like go through the pipes to the other side with each other. You know what I mean? I, I yeah I uh, so you could you could take no. run I'm the, trying to I'm trying to picture this. You could run the wand across, so the the wand like would attach through the plastic tube to the oh, gerbil, okay. and as you run the, your wand across the outside of the gerbil gerbil tube, the gerbil inside goes through the tube. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then there Thanks. was, yeah, it's just magnets. So there was a fish tank that was pretty cool that you filled with water. And um, there was a hand pump that when you pumped, the treasure chest would open and the fish would kind of float around it. It was pretty cool. Mm. And there was also monkeys. Ooh, um, and then you get black mold in all your toys. Yeah. Uh, then they, like, expand it to, like, a pet shop. And I didn't really care about it after that. There was some Beethoven stuff. And they kept expanding it. But I was really interested in because you know I'd, every time I go to Linko, I'd stare at them and I'd want them, but it was hard to ask for because you know your parents like they're, they're very delineated back then toys, uh, mm-hmm. boys and girls toys. So I was looking for some pictures, um, squeezer to hold on, let me see here to to like jog my memory and read to you, and I found some guy selling like a mint on card. Hurrium hamsters from like England for like a hundred some dollars. Then I found this guy selling a mint out of the box, 1992 Littlest Pet Shop Hurrying Hamsters, sealed for 30 bucks, free shipping. I bought that son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't just give up that lead if it's. So I got these little guys coming, uh, and they are quite adorable. Send you a. Oh, let me see them. I'm just going to walk in and see you playing with your hamsters. That's one thing we I haven't yet to bring up yet. You Your list was conspicuously absent of the gerbils you had forever. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it it's, brings up some dark memories. You know, it's, I, I went a little, I went deeper. You know, I, I had these guys, those are like 10 years ago. Gonna uh, say so I went, any of my pets, I went back to like when I was like, 10. I went back like you know, 30, 20 plus 30 years ago when I had these pets. But yeah, my so many gerbils. Um, that that the pet store that I got them from, and I won't go any, I'll, I'll save it for later. But, uh, they said they were both girls. And they either were wrong or lied. Because girls don't make Babies. They thought you wanted to secretly breed them for gerbil meat. <laughs> yeah. Well, a no, breed well, and the, pair so of gerbils. It turns out they had a first one, and uh, the mother nature decided uh, they were hungry, so they ate their first baby. Um, then they had like six more, and uh, 
If you move into a small former rabbit farm in Emmaus, Pennsylvania, uh, if, and you want to dig around the property, you will find a number of gerbil corpses uh, spread across uh, the landscape there. That's, that's where I buried them. Because Mrs. Squeezer insisted that I bury them. With dignity, though. With dignity. Although we also had a number of uh, feral cats and foxes uh, that roamed the area. So, uh, And I wasn't digging very deep. So I'm sure they're not there anymore. We would just joke at work about the what Squeezer and Richard Gere had in common. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a family show. We talked about this. Um... Did you, did you see the picture of the hamsters? Oh, here we go. Let's see here. These are. Oh wow, that's in pretty good shape for being eh, a little. It was thing, fresh yeah. out of the box. He has he has cases of it. He's selling. Oh, this guy's also selling. It's like looking at his page. Squeezer was like going back to Lanco. He's selling a full set of all the different types of animal aliens for 140 bucks. Whoa! On card. Uh, next year, you're gonna tell me he's got a bunch of Mighty Maxes. He that's no, he doesn't. But uh, Zombie Sailor oh, does. Cool. Yeah. The, the the that was like the pinnacle of that's where I don't think I bought a Mighty Max anywhere else but Lanco. Yeah, yeah, Lanco. He has a bunch of stuff that I remember seeing at Lanco. Um, that even was stuff my sister wanted that I just wasn't into. Uh. He's got Mummies Alive, Conan, VR Troopers, the Alien Power Loader, and the Alien Evac Fighter. He's got a sealed 1992 Littlest Pet Shop Ready to Go Pets, which is that first line, sealed case of 24 for $650. Hmm. Um, he's got I, I, It just animals. blows my mind that these things still exist. Vintage Kenner Aliens. Lot of six aliens collection, factory sealed on card, and it's in pretty good shape. And in it, he's got the bull alien, the snake alien, scorpion mm -hmm. alien, gorilla had alien, it. rhino had alien, it. and alien arachnid. Uh, yep, had them all at, at one time or another. Yeah, I started putting that uh, special thanks to KB for their assist and putting that collection together at a reasonable price. For a mere hundred and forty dollars, Squeezer, you could own them all again. Uh, I gotta buy a new lawnmower. Plus, I'm saving up for that Lego Ghostbuster firehouse. <laughs> <coughs> Got me there. It's never gonna happen. No. But I dropped $30 to get this Littlest Pet Shop hurrying hamsters and hamster house. Well, I think that's worth having. Today, yeah. It, um, it's just adorable. I, I think that's fitting for a general manager's office. It says in the back, uh, congratulations, you're the proud new owner of a pet from the littlest pet shop. These precious pets each do something special and need lots of attention from you. Now you forget about in a week and these poor little things die. <laughs> Want your attention. Pretty ingenious from Kenner. Tonka and I, I talked. I talked briefly about uh, Littlest Pet Shop with uh, Stephanie Eskander. You could hear that interview in our archives. I do no Vince impression in there, so FYI. All right, Squeezer, your second pick this week. 
Oh, this this audio picks a stretch. Oh, sorry. Okay. Is it Homer asking for a crab juice? Oh, that would have been a good one. But no, I picked his other his other series. Okay. Dr. Zoidberg, are you okay? Oh, he's dead. Oh, what? He always seemed so full of life, laughing, singing, begging for scraps, and now this. <laughs> Why with all the crying? So that's where I left my shell. I didn't know you could take this thing off. It was starting to get a little cramped in there, so I molted. Why not? Ah, the fresh air feels good. Stop doing that. So long. I'm off to toss this old shell in the dumpster and maybe pick up those potato chips Amy didn't finish yesterday. Those were toenail clippings. A feast is a feast. <laughs> I'm still mad at you. Why, what? Knowing what my last pick is. What was your last pick? You know what it is. It's from this show. Oh, yeah, but that's completely... Doesn't matter. I could have gone two Simpson clips. So I like... know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but there's it's completely different. This one's funny. It was funny. Why not Zoidberg? Heart trick. Yeah, I mean, I could have just done 20 minutes of Zoidberg clips. Is which I, then I did watch. Um, yeah, trying to find <laughs> hermit crab clips is uh trickier than you think. There were plenty of Simpson ones too. Yes, Lisa uh, but, on the like, beach, little hermit crab. Or go to our news from the summer of four foot ten. I was thinking that the, the audio is just not there long enough. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't work. It's a visual. It's very much a visual. Uh, plus, you know, it's Zoidberg. Um, yeah. So this was one of my one of my earliest pets that I I remember, and we got them it, same way we got everyone got their hermit crabs. No one goes to a pet store and goes, "I want hermit crabs." No. You're at the beach, um, and you're covered in sand. You go up to the boardwalk, and for, it's like the 99-cent store slash that little, like, kiosk, uh, the little thing set up at the grocery store at the aisle there with all the gum and other crap. At Rehoboth and Beach, it was called Ryan's Gems and Junk, and I was obsessed with it. That's it. Was- it. Yes. Um, and, you know, aside from trying to convince your mom to buy you a highly offensive t-shirt that you're going to get banned from wearing in school eventually, um, to, uh, sand dollars with, uh, local, uh, uh, what's those called? Landmarks painted on them, uh, to just a, a shelf full of solid rubber animal figurines that you might need. Uh, they have a living remembrance of your trip to the beach and that is you can buy hermit crabs and hermit crabs might not even be indigenous to the area that you're in it doesn't matter there's a beach there's an ocean there's a boardwalk and a guy in flip-flops selling you an offensive t-shirt he might as well also sell you hermit crabs and i i kind of feel like an ass now because I made the mistake of in doing my hermit crab research and did I do things right? And all every if just Google hermit crabs and would you believe it? PETA is not a fan of having hermit crabs as pets. Um, also, did you have hermit crabs? Nope. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I would have felt like, oh, I could see that. Did you ever want them, though, and your dad told you to fuck off? Mm, nah, that kind of grossed me out. Oh, uh, yeah, I could see that, too. Also, you probably had, I mean, you got your head caught in a door. Probably wouldn't hurt that much more getting your finger pinched by a hermit crab. Yes. Uh, I could see that, though, that you'd be, like, with a hermit crab just dangling from your nose, running around the house screaming while your mom's trying to rip it off. I think my sister wanted them, and my dad's like, nope, nope, we're not getting hermit crabs. But we'll yeah. get more into that on my yeah. next I can... pick. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so we'd go to the beach, and we went, like, for a couple times every summer, like, with my, my parents uh, and my sister, the four of us, my grandparents, and then my aunt and uncle and their kids, and we would all stay... Um, I like a hotel and then go to the beach. And it was, it was fine. It was fun. But so for like three years in a row, I would come home with hermit crabs. And you would think like after year two, they would have learned. I'm guessing either year three, we either stopped going or they stopped getting them because they realized things aren't going well. Because um, they, of course, wouldn't survive because they'd come and you'd give them like you can buy them in a the store. And you can get them in those little pa- little plastic uh, aquariums, like the little tiny ones. Mm-hmm. Um, terrariums? Or the, terrarium. Yeah. Um, or in they had these cages, and it was like a, a cylinder cage that was wire mesh with uh, a ring. And the top of it was sim- designed similar to how a toilet is, with like a flange at the top so they couldn't like get out. Um, but you could still drop things in to feed them or go in and pick them out and, uh, ruin their day because they didn't like being handled. Um, but you're a dumb kid. So you're just ripping them off of the cage and it, it, it was an awful existence for these little guys. Um, also you realize they're very much, uh, social creatures I learned and they like to live in like colonies. So now it's like ripping them away from their family. And I just, now I just feel like an awful person mm-hmm. uh, for how I raised my hermit crabs. Also to find out that, uh, had I perhaps taken care of that hermit crab or had that hermit crab that I bought just have lived in the ocean, mm-hmm. uh, there's a chance that he would still be alive to this day. Cause the wild hermit crabs can live up to like 30 years. Oh. Apparently. Well, I'll be damned. In kept in captivity, you have they get like a year, because apparently they they don't. No one's really done their research, I guess, when you go and buy a hermit crab, because you just keep them in those little cages, right? Like, oh, they like the sand, they crawl around and stuff. No, no, they want very high humidity. That's how they breathe because they collect the water um, through their gills, like out of the air. So you're basically, from the day you get them, are just suffocating them. Um, it's no different than, oh, I have a pet fish. And you just leave it in the terrarium on this, like on rocks with no water in it. Uh, that's basically what you're doing to your hermit crab. Hmm. Uh, sorry to all those listening that have hermit crabs or kids that have hermit crabs. Uh, you're going to walk in there and be like, ugh. Sorry. So I I suggest, I, I'm not Mr. P to myself, but I say set them free. If you have a hermit crab, take it and set it out in your yard and let it wander free. Because they belong in nature. <laughs> <coughs> also, I learned, here, here's fun fact, Radier's fact of the day. 
uh, baby squeezer's hermit crab shell is going to get fucking dinged up in your lawnmower <laughs> and you're going to be like, God damn it. Uh, they, they, they continuously poop in their shell. Ew. Because just like us, uh, they're, they, they poop out of their butt, which is at the back. And the back is in the shell. So they kind of... They leave it there, which means when you see they get big, they grow bigger and then they move out into another shell and someone moves in. It's kind of like moving into a house like from hoarders because there's just poop everywhere inside. But I guess they're OK with that. Must be. Yeah. When I was down in Florida, when I when I was uh, when I was a little Boy Scout and we were down in Florida doing a because I did all the all the cool stuff. Right. Um. Like, yeah, you sell the popcorn and you, like, do the salute and all the merit badge stuff. But, like, I got to go to, like, New Mexico, Canada, Florida Keys, all that. I got to do some fun shit. But we had hermit crab races. I found one. I found a a hermit crab, like, the size of my fist. It was enormous. And you'd put them all in a circle and then at the middle and they'd all have to race and who could get out the furthest. And my guy would just blow people over and stuff. But I named him Big Mofo. Mm -hmm. I didn't know... That was an abbreviation for anything. Oh, really? So when, like, no, because I'm, I'm a dumb kid. I'm like, oh, I hear people say mofo. That's a big mofo. I'm like, oh, it's a big mofo. So, like, the camp counselor was just, like, a little older than me or whatever. He's like, oh, what's his name? I'm like, big mofo. He's like, oh, <laughs> hey, let's give it up for big mo. I'm like, that's not his name. And, like, eventually someone explained to me. It's like, it means motherfucker. I'm like, oh. Hmm. Oh. Well, he is. So, I didn't win, though. You know, he's a little too big for his britches. You know, he's he doesn't have. He was big. He can barrel over people. But he didn't have that cardio. Well, you know, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I liked having hermit crabs. It was a fun experience for that day or two after you got them, and then they lived a little bit longer for one tenth of the life that they're supposed to have. But uh, yeah, my my PSA for hermit crabs: set them free. Set them free. If you love them, set them free. If they come back, they were yours. Yeah. If they don't, it never was yeah, meant. Just, just put it just out in a just set it out in the driveway. They'll find their way yeah. back to the ocean. They 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 have a sixth sense for that kind of thing. Okay. We are, this show's on pace to be seven hours, so I'm going to get going. Here is my next pick. Start slow. So, uh, let me get my dates correct here. It was October. So, my sister in 1995 really wanted a cat squeezer. And I'm bringing out my book to consult my grades and everything. I think I was still at Troxel. You know, this book you keep is similar to what psychologists have patients do that experience the trauma, right? <laughs> I experience no trauma. It's just easy for me to track my life. No, you experience no trauma. You just 
have an uncanny ability to remember your childhood and try to recapture it every single day of your life. Yeah, I guess, uh... Kano. Kano. So, we're at... 90... 95. This makes complete sense. I was in... 8th grade at Troxel. At I was 13 years old. So my sister was nine and she wanted a cat really bad. And my dad was like, nope, no way, absolutely not. We are not getting a cat. No, Cindy, I'm putting my foot down. We are not getting a cat. No way, not happening. And it was like, let's just go to the, listen, this was before we realized how bad puppy and like animal mills were in pet stores. Like, I'm not condoning it anyway, but it's just, we got our pets for a certain part of our life from these pet stores. So there was a pet store in what was called the Bradley's Plaza off of Route 191, kind of right down the street from where The Rock grew up. By Freedom oh, Medical. okay. Yeah, uh, right now it's a Walmart and a Home Depot and a giant food store squeezer. But in the oh, past, yeah. it was a Bradley's. A, it's a much better Home Depot than the one I was in. A KB Toy Works. And there was a pet store there so my mom's like yeah, that's fine jeffrey we're just gonna go to the pet store and look at the kids so they went in and my mom was like i was like ah we don't want a cat i was on my dad's side oh ryan and i do not want a cat do want a cat my mom's like go go down here's the money go down and buy mortal it was like the day mortal kombat 3 got released uh, april 5th wow april 15th 1995 um, oh, wait, so I was maybe, hold on. I may have this wrong. I might have been in seventh grade. Round two. Fight. Oh, no, that's that's for the arcade. It was October. Yeah, it was right. It was October 1995 for um, the, the SNES version. Ah, it was Mortal Monday. sense for some reason I'm gonna turn this down for some reason this isn't making sense to me the timeline I remember being at Troxel and I remember being the next day and I'm like I got Mortal Kombat 3 and I was one of the first people to have it <laughs> and I played the living shit out of it uh, yes October 13th Mortal Friday October 13th 1995 so we, my mom was like, paid me off. She's like, go down to the KB and buy Mortal Kombat. And she gave me the cash for it. And she gave me, she must have gave me like 60 or 80 bucks because it was like a $60 game. Mm -hmm. Or I think she was like, shut up, don't say anything, and I'll go down and buy you Mortal Kombat. And she did. She bought me Mortal Kombat 3. We got oh, a cat that nice. night. My sister, uh, in her infinite wisdom of naming, named it Jake. <laughs> yeah. This cat. I didn't mind it. I like Jake, but he was such an, a grumpy asshole. He wanted my brother wound up keeping him until he died. Um, but this cat was such an asshole. He just was so miserable and did not want anything to do with anybody. Um, and for a while, I wasn't really a cat person. Like I didn't mind them, but I didn't really like. I had no reason to like them. And then Enchantress was like, "Well, I I come with the cat, Schmuffin." I'm like, "All right." Now, let me tell you something about Shmuffin. She's a perfect starter cat. I, I describe her as a 
uh, statue that you have to pet occasionally. <laughs> you don't even have to really like you. They like wet food, so I feed them wet food. But you don't have to. Like they have an automatic feeder, and they have this giant water bowl that you fill up every few days. <laughs> you just have to clean their litter box. Really, you don't have to really do. There's not a lot of upkeep. Uh, then we got we rescued Olive. Uh, she was found outside with a severe infection in her uh, uh, right eye. Had to be removed. That's why she's Olive with one eye. Uh, she's such a sweetheart. I uh, love just she does this thing where she does an uppy. She crawls up my legs and wants me to pick her up, and then she won't let me put her down. So I have to carry her, walk around the house with her. And she's a, she's a chubber, so uh, she's a little heavy, but she's adorable. And then we got Snickerdoodle, who is a psychopath. She's the sweetest, most loving cat on the planet, but she is fucking insane. Um, and it's fun. Cats are fun. So. Uh, my first cat, though, my first experience with the cat ever, got me Mortal Kombat three. I, I was it was hush money. Ryan, shut the fuck up. We're 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 steamrolling your dad and getting this cat. If you shut up, I'll buy you Mortal Kombat three. Sorry, Dad, I'm on their side now. <laughs> <clears throat> What'd your dad get? He got to pay for. He the got cat. to take care of a cat. Yeah, he, take care of a cat. He got to pay and take care of a cat. Yes. <laughs> oh. Boy, I didn't even want the cat. And then my sister thought because this cat didn't like her, the the trick to that was getting a second cat. And they got a second cat, Emily. <laughs> How'd that work out? Also didn't want anything to do with my sister. So. Yeah, cats. Then my brother wound up keeping both of them. Hmm. Yeah, I like my furniture. Um, we can our cats are declawed, Squeezer. <gasps> I know. And here's the thing: they don't even know they're declawed. So we got it done when they got spayed, and they so the the surgery is less invasive than this fixing. So I mean, come on, they don't have no fucking idea. They don't have claws. Furniture's fine. Not monster. Ruined. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Enchantress's nephew came and jumped on our couch and snapped it. Like he did more damage than the cats. Cats good. Humans bad. <laughs> you said you like your furniture, but you had two kids. Oh yeah, I know. I don't know what I was thinking. All right, here is your next pick. Having kids. I know. Hey boy, what are you doing out here all by yourself? Okay, then. Let's stick together. Dog meat's here. Ready to get to work? What the fuck is this? Uh, it's the only audio I could pick of dog meat, because it was all text-based back in the day, and so I had to go with the most recent when they added dialogue, and that kind of ruined it. So, Anywho, uh, everyone's, or in my case, my favorite, uh... Digital video game dog. I think out of all video game dogs, he's the absolute best, even though there's various incarnations of him because, you know, the game spans a couple of centuries, so it's not the same dog. What game is um, it? From Fallout. Wait, Fallout spans centuries? Yeah. I thought it's like yeah. last 10 years. Uh, Like the 
in the game world or the game releases itself? The first one came out in 90... Are you, like... Oh, like, the, the video game didn't come out in, like, 1880. 97. Oh. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know it was even that old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. The first ones, it was, uh, uh, like, uh, 3D isometric overtop uh, RPG. Oh. Did you play it? Yeah, not right away. I probably play. Uh, yeah, I mean, within you know the first year or two of it. I mean, I was awful at it. I was too dumb. I was. I didn't understand it. It was only on uh, Windows and Mac OS X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all PC based in Fallout Two. Uh, Fallout Three didn't come out until ten years later in in two thousand eight. That's the one you play and that all the one time, I right? Pre-ordered. I played the living bejesus out of that. And then New Vegas came out, but New Vegas didn't have dog meat. New Vegas had Rex though, which was a cybernetic dog with like a he had like a brain thing on top of his head, like you can actually see his brain. That's pretty cool. And then Dog Meat came back in Fallout Four. Um, possibly, I would say the best companion out of anyone that you can have, even though he doesn't talk much. That's what makes him perfect. What's the in one the first that game is Fallout Four? The one you were obsessed with not too long ago? Yeah, I. I I, I only have so many games I play, and Fallout's one of my franchises. If they put one out, I'll play it. Except for 76, because I don't like playing online with other people. I like a story. I like to build. I like to explore. But what is whatever. Fallout 76? Take everything about the game that I love and throw it away. It's fine. What's what, that? What is Fallout 76? It's a MMORPG. So, like, you walk around and interact with other players. Oh, and like for the longest time, like uh, online, like GTA Online. No, um, yeah, in a sense, but more open world. More, it was more in the, the vein of like a EverQuest ish, in a sense. I started, somewhere in between the two. I started watching a Mythic Quest on Apple TV Plus. It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> you would love it. You'd get, you'd probably get a lot of stuff I don't get. Oh, okay. It's created by the Always Sunny guys. Is it like an online world? Uh, no, it's a company that like makes a, a game called Mythic Quest. Okay. That's an MMOPGRG. Yeah. So, and Mac is in it, and so is Cricket. Ah. Oh, sweet. It's hysterical. Oh. I think it was it was created by Charlie. It's his really? idea, yeah. It's on that. It's on that. Their uh, Apple service. Apple TV Plus. Oh, it's one more. I gotta pay for. Everyone wanted a la carte. Look what you get. Um, dog meat by far. So, like in a game where you can have companions, why wouldn't you want to have a dog? Especially in a game where you're supposed to be like wandering a wasteland. You know, it's the perfect companion because that's where they got the idea from. And the fact the name Dog Meat comes from uh, a boy and his dog, uh, the movie from the 70s, where he refers to him as Dog Meat. Uh, and also in Mad Max 2, in Road War, he refers to him as Dog Shit, but they clean it up a little bit and call him Dog Meat. Um, also, ironic because in the game, they, well, it came after the fact, but you can harvest meat, and if you kill a dog and harvest meat, it's called Dog Meat. Um, but not this little guy. This little guy was a beast like in, in a game where you can have companions to help you fight like he was so op he would just kill everything he was great um and, and then uh 
he was in, you you could or couldn't have him with you everyone that uh dog meat which when you find dog meat it's because <laughs> his owner died so i don't know if it was always the best idea to take him with him because they're kind of like cursed um they even reference in the first game in the original fallout from 97 that his previous owner was a uh man clad in leather uh with like graying sideburns that wandered the wasteland which is like a direct reference to Max and Mad Max and even in Fallout 2 where he makes a little cameo and they basically inform you that even if you went through all these extra steps to make him survive the first game he was going to die anyway and they kind of just kind of jab you a little bit because that first game was so dark um that uh, his previous another owner is named Mel like if you can't you know write that out clear enough you know cuz Mel Gibson Mm. Yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, and he in most of these games he kind of looks like a German Shepherd. Uh, in uh, Fallout Three, though, he's properly a cattle dog, uh, an Australian cattle dog, just like Mel had. Uh, and then in Fallout Four, I know we're coming pretty far into the future, but you know it's I I love this dog, and he uh, another he's a great little companion, and he actually plays an important part in the game too. Uh, Fallout 3 was very stressful because he could die mm. and you would actually go through it. Like you would, you would quick save constantly. Oh because yeah. You got to quick save constantly. I would cheat. Cause you, would, I, cause no matter what, like if I killed, I did something stupid and I, let's say I blew up an entire town. <laughs> I nuked an entire town and everyone dies. My stars. But if something happened and I got, ambushed and my dog died i would reboot the game like that was my rule like i will live with any of my consequences but i want my dog to live well you're a sweet because because he was just adorable and it's fun to have and it makes sense and he kicked ass all right is that uh is that all you got on uh dog meat uh there there's always more in dog meat but well, I, I, I think... it kind of it kind of it kind of made me want to go back and reinstall some of my old games and try to figure out. I, I haven't found an emulator yet, but make Fallout the original run on my Mac right now. Although I can barely run uh, FaceTime on this thing right now, so we'll wait before I run a twenty-five-year-old game on it. Okay, let's uh, move on to my next pick. Save the rest of the dog meat for another show. Look, Mom, he's cute. Yoshi's back, and not with his targeting system. He aims to please. Yoshi's Island, only for Game Boy Advance. Rated E for everyone. Now, is Yoshi a friend or a pet? And is a pet not a friend? I would, yeah. No, I, I thought about it for a second, and you're right, though. That is a friend. Yeah. So, Yoshi is a dinosaur, a real-life dinosaur, uh, that uh, Marimoto wanted to uh, 
My Miyamoto, not Mario. Miyamoto's Iron Chef. Shigeru Miyamoto wanted to put into Mario Brothers three, but it didn't have the the technical capabilities. So for Super Mario Brothers four, which was Super Mario World, they were able to add the dinosaur that uh, Mario would ride, and his name was Yoshi. Uh, he blew up. He was super popular. He was a character in the cartoon Squeezer. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Oh no! That was Yoshi. He was like the the snarf <laughs> of of Super Mario World, who just wanted to eat all the time because he kind of eats in the in the game. He was then the hero of Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. Um, he had puzzles games like uh, Yoshi's Cookie, and uh, he was in Yoshi's Story and Yoshi's Wooly World and Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh, he's a character in Mario Kart, in the first Mario Kart, in all the Mario Karts, Mario Parties. He's in all the Mario Sports games, Super Smash Brothers. He is indoctrined, to say the least, in Mario game uh, Mario games. Like in the fact that Yoshi even has his own own games. Um, I'd say games that are playable. That's a different story. Uh, Yoshi's Island and uh, Yoshi's Story are Yoshi's Story is for Nintendo sixty four. It's a pretty good one. Yoshi's Island. Uh, Super Mario World 2 is, is good. Um, Yoshi's Touch and Go for DS. Yoshi's Island DS. Yoshi's New Island. Yoshi's Wooly World. Yoshi's Crafted World. Those are all Switch games. Um, Yoshi's Crafted World uses the Unreal Engine 4 squeezer. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's fancy for a, for a Yoshi game. It's, it is fancy. But it's... Um, He was in Mario's Missing, isn't he? Yes, he is in Mario's Missing. He went searching for um, Mario with Luigi, I believe. He has uh, Yoshi, a game called Yoshi that was released on Nintendo. <coughs> um, that was a puzzler game. Another one called Yoshi's Cookie. Uh, Yoshi's Safari was a light shooter game. Really? Yeah, for the Super Scope 6 that we talked about last week. No shit. See, I felt I am so left out because I didn't have this Nintendo. Uh, he was in Tetris Attack, <clears throat> um, and yeah, they were supposed to have two games: Yoshi 3D, which uh, I guess got turned into Croc: Legend of Gabos when uh, they ditched it. Remember the Croc game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay, so that was that. It wasn't intended to be that. It was supposed to be a. a it was supposed Yoshi to be a game. Yoshi and Nintendo sixty four game. Uh, Agronaut Games approached Nintendo with a tech demo of a proposed three D Yoshi game for Nintendo sixty four. Nintendo, however, rejected the pitch, ending all future business relations between the two companies. Man, that was a little harsh. Yeah. But yeah, Croc came out of it, and then Yoshi's Story for Game Boy Advanced. Nah, it never came to happen. But yeah, Yoshi is pretty much introduced in Mario World, and he's a huge member of the Mario universe. I would say. Did he was he in any any cinematic features? He was. He was in the movie. He was an actual dinosaur that was being nice. That was a, a pet of of Koopa, and um, 
he was being nice to uh, Daisy. He was a sweet little guy. It was, it was cost a fucking fortune. Oh, I can only imagine. When was the last time you saw that movie? Um, probably like a couple, two, three years ago. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I would like to see it again. Just give next it a... time we get locked down, we'll do a watch along. It was on our uh, squeezer short list of lockdown movies to do, and then it just that was they were too long. So yeah, can't do a watch a, like a two hour movie every day at lunch when you're supposed to be working. <laughs> yes, that's the key. You can you can do it every day. Yes, supposed to be working. But you have to get money. We 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 uh, had to keep getting money to yeah. live our lives. That and lied the problem. All right, before I lose my voice, let's move on to your fourth pick. Well, I was wrong. The lizards are a godsend. But isn't that a bit short-sighted? What happens when we're overrun by lizards? No problem. We simply unleash wave after wave of Chinese needle snakes. They'll wipe out the lizards. But aren't the snakes even worse? Yes, but we're prepared for that. We've lined up a fabulous type of gorilla that thrives on snake meat. But then we're stuck with gorillas. No, that's the beautiful part. <laughs> when wintertime rolls around, the gorillas simply freeze to death. <laughs> Possibly one of my favorite lines from Simpsons ever. This it's was so the, the Bart the Mother, right? Yep, yep, Bart the Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> I'm talking about lizards and particularly, uh, particularly, uh, I had the uh, anoles for a while. I had to Google what this was. I never heard of this. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are like your go-to default like entry level lizards that you get at like a pet store. Um, I wouldn't would never buy a lizard squeezer. Uh, they, these these guys were all right. Um, <clears throat> they were pretty cool. Like I I set up like an old little fish tank. I found out the fish tank was way too small for what i and not like one of those little ones it was still like a decent size fish tank but like i I don't know when you're like oh well they need this much room to move around like yeah well they should also be outside so just be happy with what you got right now um and i set up a little terrarium and a little world for them to live in and uh these guys were pretty cool some of them I, I had like, there's like two rounds of them where I had them and then they all died, uh, and then uh, some time went by and I got more, and um, I remember when we went on vacation, and uh, yeah, I guess I don't know if they ran out of food, water, or it just got too hot or too dry or something, but I came back and my room just smelled like utter death, um. And yeah, we had to start from scratch. You killed a lot of animals um, so far in this show. Yeah, not not on purpose. Like, that, that's why I shouldn't. You're like an animal torturer. No, no, I am absolutely not. I'm just grossly incompetent <laughs> at keeping things alive. Well, um, I, you could have stopped it grossly incompetent for me, but. Oh, uh, well, thanks. Yeah, don't tell my kids that. Um, so far, are so good. Um, and uh. And so I we would feed them they they like to hunt, right? Sure. They don't want to be fed. They want to hunt, you know. 65 million years of gut instinct. So 
What would you feed them? You feed them crickets. So now I have this tank of lizards in my room, and you feed them crickets. Do you know what crickets do? They make noise. They make a lot of noise. So it's kind of like sleeping in the woods. That's good. Uh, you did that a lot. It's kind of good. I did that a lot. Um, until, But crickets also find a way to get out, also like a T-Rex. Well, they don't want to be in. Yeah, exactly. I don't blame them. Shit. Uh, and so, and then they breed. So we had a house full of crickets. My 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 dad was furious. Um, and they would just be everywhere, and you would hear them chirping, and you'd just be trying to hunt them down, and you could never, never find them. It went on forever. Um, the coolest thing was the one time I so I I dumped some crickets in, and the one the big one like the alpha pounces. And he, with, like, both his front hand, like, claws one with his left, claws another with his right, and then snaps another one up in his mouth. <laughs> like, he was like a killing machine. It was awesome. And as, like, a, a 12-year-old oh. squeezer, like, it was, oh, it was so satisfying to watch. It was awesome. Um, and, you know, we'd compete, because I was going to, if he's not going to eat those crickets, I will. You fry them up in a little butter. Delicious. Um... But yeah, uh, I had uh, I probably had, I had five or six total. So I had two, and then I had three, um, and I don't know. They weren't even that expensive. I know they're real common, like down south, like they just live down in like Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, like all through the south. Like they're common. In fact, they're good to like have like on your house. Like they eat the bugs and stuff like that. Right. We don't have any of that up here. We just have deer, <laughs> so. And, ticks. and I can't just put it. I can't put a deer in the aquarium. <laughs> um, Generally, no. And it, yeah. But or we could just get gorillas, uh, but then we'd only have them in the summer. And the cold snap kills them off. Um, but yeah, I I I was always cool. I liked having them. When we were in Aruba, I was really excited to see all the iguanas all over the place because it kind of reminded me of them. Um, they're just everywhere. Just stalking you on rooftops and stuff. Um, Sorry for everybody who lo- seems like we got kicked off YouTube here, but we're gonna still go. Sorry if you were listening on YouTube and you just picked oh. up now. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but. Ah. Um. Oh yeah, why is I just realized I got ki- I just saw that I got kicked off, and there is- Galaxy Quest is playing. Oh, that's quite weird. <clears throat> I tried to start it up again, but it's not doing anything. I don't know if there's an issue, but. We are not on YouTube currently, so... I'm just going to watch Galaxy Quest. Probably for the best. All right. Uh, should I move on to my next pick? Uh, sure. Here is my next. Nothing can stop them. They're pets on a mission to make it to Petco. For the best toys, the best treats, and all the best stuff. Petco, where the pets go. Now save $2 on any 15-pound bag or $3 on a 30-pound bag or larger of Nutro dog food. So, I've told this on the show many times before. We, when we were kids, we went to, uh, um, 
the South Mall every Friday night. It's where my mom did her groceries. Because the South Mall was, uh, like, the one end was, there was a strip mall connected to a mall. And the strip mall had a Weiss supermarket in it, in it a liquor store, a Staples, and a Petco. And that was connected to um, the mall. Which the big anchor store was then, there was, like, a, a breezeway that went between the Petco and the Bonton, or at the time the Hesses, and then Bonton. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is, if you hear me talk about most of my KB memories here, Walden Books here, Radio Shack here, where I got my Nintendo at the James Way here. Um, most of my, the arcade where I played Mortal Kombat 2 here. This was my mall, because uh, this was the one my mom would take us to every Friday night. She would, you know, go to Fashion Bug. I don't know the flying fuck if Fashion Bug even exists anymore. But um, she, uh, we, we had free run. My friend Matt would sometimes come. We kind of had free run on the mall. It kind of became like a, a, my dad would want to go to Radio Shack. He was on a first name basis with the clerks there. Um, we, you know, KB for, it was K&K Toy Store originally, then KB. Uh, the, dollar, the Dollar Tree or Dollar Store, I don't even, 99 cent store, whatever the fuck it was. Another haunt that we had to go. James Way, big store. Got to go to James Way. Um, oh, the mall. Farmore. There was a Farmore. My mom always went in. We always went in the Farmore. The malls were just like big deals back then. Like, fuck. Like, you, kids nowadays have no idea. Like, then they think, you know, yeah. like the malls were just like where you go to get everything. The stores were all. Yeah, and it, ha- it had things you need. Like, well, now you, I can go to a store, I'm like, uh, I can just get it on Amazon. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess in, in a certain aspect it did. But it had, like, a lot of little, like, Walden Books. Yeah, you can go to, like, Barnes & Noble and find all that shit there. But Walden Books was, like, special. It was small, and, and K- KB Toy Store was fucking awesome. There's these little boutique stores, and maybe as a kid, it's it's better and, and than it is now. Now, I like, I see no... The mall has nothing for me. Well, last time I was in there, it's like every store is just the exact same thing. It's like just some preteen, like, clothing store that I don't need. I buy all my clothing. All, it's not like all the exact same thing. It's just a different name on it. I buy all my clothing online from American Eagle. <laughs> Every oh. piece of clothing I own. And you wouldn't be able to tell. You know why you don't know that, Squeezer? Because you can buy a lot of stuff from them that doesn't have their logo on it. Oh. oh. I I like wearing stuff without logos unless it's the company logo I work for. Yeah. I'm not a billboard. Yeah. They're paying me, so they get the billboard. In a rad year shirt. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wear mainly bland earth tones from American Eagle. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, different story. South Mall was amazing. And after we'd leave, like, we'd leave the mall, my mom would go grocery shopping. And on our way, we'd always go to the Petco. And every single pet we wanted from there, hamsters, gerbils, mice, rats, fish, like, not really want but like you know you look at them all like it's like for that 30 minutes of of your week those pets are yours 
and you're picking which one you want, you're naming it right there in the store, you're not really getting it, you're not leaving it, you're not touching it, you're just looking at it through the glass and annoying it as you tap the, the, the you know. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> Come here, Bruce. Bruce Wayne. Come here, Gambit. Yeah. Some quality Foley work there, sir. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, we'd run around this, these stores like idiots, especially my friend Matt was there and like stare at all the fish tanks. As a kid, you could spend hours in this store and, you know, then you'd eventually catch up with mom and dad and and the grocery store, grocery shopping, or my dad was just sitting in his truck while listening to his ham radios and my mom was going to the grocery store. You know, maybe if you're lucky enough, you'd gotten there soon enough to get the free piece of American cheese. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Um, yeah. If not, like. You got a few quarters for the the quarter vending machines, or you went and immediately started looking at the wrestling magazines in the grocery stores. But it was always a big part to look at those and and like pet dream as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I like all these little cute cuddly things. I want to pet them. They don't. They'd bite yeah. you as soon as you picked it up. But you never learn that because you never get to pick it up. Yeah. And if, but if you did pick it up and take it home, you wouldn't take care of it. So right, and it would die just like all the animals you had. <laughs> Yes. Hey. Ah, uh, that's Petco. All right, Squeezer, you're running your last pick. We both picked downers for our last picks. Oh yeah. Well, this isn't a downer. This is this is one of my favorite, most hilarious moments of TV ever. Is it? Then I'm not, I am not aware of it. Here it is. I'm gonna get you some lettuce, Harry. You stay right here. He went upstairs. Boom! Two steps at a time. I guess he was really hungry. Where's his box? Oh, he took it with him. Because he knew it didn't belong down here, he put it away. But if he was hungry, why didn't he just come in the kitchen? Nikki, he's just a rabbit. Harry! Come here, boy. Come here, Harry. Uh, Nikki, you remember in The Lion King when Mufasa... Did you sit on Harry? <laughs> yes. But, but... It's okay, Dad. Death is a natural part of life. But what a way to go. What the fuck? <clears throat> You've never seen this episode? I don't know if I have. I, I, I watched a lot of Fresh Prince, but I have not... Re- it's not something I rewatched. This is one of my favorite episodes. This is like one of my favorite comedic moments. This grounded me like, okay, this is what I find funny now. It traumatized my sister. It traumatized me just listening to it. Genuinely upset. I think it's the funniest thing. It's so dark. And they build it up. It's so slow, too. So I I cut it for time's sake. But the initial sitting, um, if we're going to call it that. So... Nikki's there with the bunny, and it's an adorable, fluffy bunny. And he's, he's going to go get him some lettuce. So he puts him back in, like, a shoebox, puts the lid on it, and sets it on the couch, and he leaves. Uncle Phil comes down the steps, goes to, like, he's playing with, like, the VCR, playing with the TV, and he starts stand back, stepping back, and he's about to sit in the couch, and he stands back up and walks back up to the TV, and he does it, like, a couple times in teasing. And finally, because no one... 
all right, maybe this is a show where the bunny's going to die and a lesson is learned. But nowhere in this show, six seasons in, you say, oh, well, Uncle Phil's going to sit on the bunny and kill it. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> they pull the rug right out from you. And Uncle he sits on it. It crunches. The audience loses their minds because it's filmed from a live studio audience. And there's even there's one guy in there that you hear laugh. And that I that's me. I'm not saying I was there, but that is me there. That one guy, after everyone else has, like, kind of, like, a gasp and laughed. And, like, oh, this is this is really weird and funny. And one guy's like, ha, this is hilarious. He sat on a rabbit. Because it was a buildup for, like, six seasons making fun of Uncle Phil's fat ass. Um, But, yeah, it was really dark. Rarely do you see... I'm I'm sure Peter was upset by it, and again, it's more that Tarantino off-screen violence, like you see him sit down and you just hear the crunch, and the the horrificness of being that bunny in that box while Uncle Phil sits on you, um, and then there's some confusion, because uh, Will comes in and thinks that Uncle Phil actually killed someone, so he was going to help Uncle Phil escape the country and go down to Tijuana, uh. It, it it's it, Hillary goes to the pet store to buy a new bunny, but it's a completely different color. Um, I absolutely love this episode. I love this whole moment and visually, uh, the image of Uncle Phil sitting on him on the couch. Uh, That's so gruesome. Brings me such great joy. <laughs> it's sad. You can go. You can go and watch the clip on YouTube. It really ah, is. no, I'd be traumatized. It, it really is. I think it's hilarious. I'm not a good person. I'm sorry. And I had a bunny of my own. I I loved Coco Bunny. She was she was adorable. I loved her. But uh, uh, I know no bunny was really harmed. No bunny no. was harmed in the filming yeah. of this show. Get it? No bunny. No, I no get body. it. Nope. Okay. All right. Are we time to really traumatize? Every- it's time to really traumatize everybody. Yeah. You. You. Yeah, just rip out my heart right now. Here we go. Yeah. I don't know if I can handle this. So, um, back in 2002, a uh, little show called Futurama dropped this bomb on all of us. Seymour lived a full life after I was gone. He probably even added new songs to his repertoire. But that's a good thing. Walking on sunshine sucks noodles. I had Seymour till he was three. That's when I knew him, and that's when I loved him. I'll never forget him, but he forgot me a long, long time ago. I will wait for you till you 
That's how the show ended. Seymour, <sighs> Seymour the dog, he, Fry thinking that he went on and had a better life, but he sat in front of Benucci's pizza shop and waited for him till he died. And that's what they dropped on us in that episode. <clears throat> him, just wait, that poor dog. Most heartbreaking episode ever. Oh, of the, anything. There was a lot of heartbreaking episodes on uh, uh, Chicharama for, for the show being kind of, you know, silly. They had a lot of deep moments. Um, and this was his dog he found in the streets of old New York in 97. And two two December 31st, 1999, Philip was frozen. And he even tried to show his family that he was frozen, but the family didn't buy him. But they fixed it, that actually. And um, Time Clone Phil in uh, Bender's Big Score, they used the Paradox-free time travel machine. <laughs> And he went back in time and him and Seymour enjoyed their 15 years together until uh, Bender's failed assassination attempt in 2012, during which Seymour becomes petrified and dolomite, which is how they find him in this episode. But he doesn't like have his cruel fate of waiting with nothing. Mm. Uh, Super sad. He's loyal and faithful and adorable and smells like a wet dog even when he's dry. Um, super sad. Uh, the episode aired November 17, 2002. I remember watching it that night because uh, uh, King of the Hill was bad girls, bad girls, what you going to do where Connie's cousin comes to town and she makes she convinces um Bobby falls in love with her and she convinces Bobby to help her build a meth lab, which he thinks they're making a candy, uh, rock candy. Yes. <laughs> All right. That, man, the fact that I know I was watching that. We were watching TV, watching the same thing. That That's the why you watch we're, live TV. Well, I mean, you don't, but. We were both in college, so there was, there was nothing. It was Sunday night, November. There was nothing much else to do. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Um, I could probably find <clears throat> which Simpsons episode. Simpsons 2002, which would be um, there. This is sorry, guys. Everyone at home are googling. Googling with the googling rad years. With the rad years. Fourteen. Yes. For this one, they're pushed so back because of baseball playoffs. Remember that. Oh yeah, and I love I loved baseball, but <clears throat> yeah, I hated back then. Simpsons. Yeah, because it was fucking the Mets and the Yankees every year back then. Yeah, the Marlins. Oh, oh, it's a Subway series. Cares. Uh, so it was <clears throat> Bart versus Lisa versus the third grade. The Simpsons buy satellite television, which Bart spends so much time watching that he doesn't study for an important achievement test. He scores so low that. Principal Skinner demotes him to third grade, while Lisa does so well that she's moved up to third grade. The two are placed in the same class and become rivals. During a trip to Capital City, <clears throat> they get separated from their class and are forced to help each other to find their classmates. The next episode is the one where this is the episode. This is the se season where I remember saying it's starting to go downhill. 
when the first episodes when Homer enrolls in uh fantasy rock and roll fantasy camp. Yeah, that that kind of I, I agree with you. Like I remember watching that one. I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah, then large Marge, large Marge accidentally gets breast implants. Yeah. And then uh, they become a contestants on a reality show where families live in a manner people did in 1895. Yeah, I kind of rem- yeah. For me, for me, it was like when you just kind of felt like you were cramming in all these celebrity guest appearances in one episode. I'm like, you just it's like you booked these people and wrote an episode around it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Futurama is giving us one of their best. Mm-hmm. And same with King of the Hill. Yeah, that's a great one. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's my last pick. That wraps up everything I have to say about pets, retro pets. We didn't Until talk about pets too. Tell pets too, and we guarantee you we will talk about sea monkeys because we're just writing down all of the things that you I about. <laughs> had me some sea monkeys. Squeezer, I found a uh, a. Uh, theory online that thinks the power broker is Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk slash Kingpin. <gasps> Tying in no. the MCU to the Netflix Marvel Universe. I don't know if that's the case, but I want that to be the case. Right. And and if you already filmed it where it's not that, I'm willing to accept a delay for the second half of the season, <laughs> and you may proceed to. Well, th- there's only in your reshoots. We're we're technically one day away from the penultimate episode. I know what that means. It means the episode before the last episode. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. I knew you knew. I was saying it for everybody else. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. You dummies. <laughs> Didn't know what that meant. Uh, that's it. We uh, we did a whole show. We, we talked pets. We got a pet show. We will figure out our summer schedule between now and next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is a good week to come up with a plan. I think so, yeah. We'll, yeah. f- we'll figure out. I mean, we'll... There, there, there's always a plan. Always a plan. It's to entertain the masses. My plan was to do the entire month of July on Ghostbusters because fucking Ghostbusters was supposed to come out in July, like two days after my birthday. And now that's fucked. So. Yeah. Well, we actually, there was a, a schedule last year. Yeah, and I was going to. Completely planned out, and Ghostbusters was there for a month. I was going to do that in this month. Um. Uh, July, because it was supposed to come out in July. Now it's November, and you can't talk it for a month in November. It's not the well, same. I, yeah, well, I mean, we can do, I guess, do you do Ghostbusters all October? Maybe. Well, we got a lot of Halloween it's, stuff to talk. Got a lot of Halloween stuff. Yeah, we'll see. We will see, but we will be back next Wednesday. Hopefully not getting kicked off YouTube. My internet at home has been fucked up, so I got to get that fixed. It's probably me. Ugh. Um, but you didn't drop out at all. No, oh, lucky me. Uh, well, lucky you. Lucky me. We will be back next week with more Rad Years podcast. Same Rad Year. Same Rad Time. Same Rad Channel. Same Rad.
Ed Vitt's impression. <laughs> oh my god! It's beautiful! You did it to yourselves. Oh, good god. Uh, on the Ride of this Podcast, I'm RK. I am Squeezer. Bye, everybody.